0: Hello, and welcome to this special edition of Plotting Possibility. All this week, I will be reading to you my book, Reflections of the Resurrection. This book is written to take you through Holy Week and prepare your hearts for Easter. Thank you for joining me. If you would like to follow along with me as I read, you can purchase this book on Amazon for only 99 cents. That will get you the digital copy so you'll receive it immediately, and you can download it onto your phone, Kindle, or any other digital device. The link to purchase this book can be found in the show notes, which will take you to my blog, Plotting Possibility. If you'd like to search on Amazon, the easiest way to get to it is through my name, Rebecca J. Berry, Thank you. Palm Sunday, an introduction. The Christian Holy Week begins with what we commonly term Palm Sunday. Jesus triumphantly enters Jerusalem on the back of a borrowed donkey as the crowds wave palm branches and cry out, Hosanna! After this rather exceptional entrance to the holy city, the week would seem quite ordinary as Jesus and his friends prepared for the traditions of Passover. Yet by the week's end, the world would be turned upside down, death defeated, sin vanquished. For most of us, this week is also ordinary, even as we prepare for our traditions of Easter. If we're honest, most of us will spend more time fretting about Easter baskets and a perfectly baked ham than we will tending to our hearts. Traditions and holidays have a way of crowding out time for holy contemplation. We get bogged down in details and forget exactly why we're doing all this work. Then Easter Sunday arrives, and somewhere during the second chorus of the old rugged cross, we start to wish we could turn back the last few days. We realize that we should have spent more time reflecting on the cross and marveling in the resurrection. We long to truly celebrate, and we promise ourselves that it will be different next year. It is my prayer that this year we don't miss the opportunity to walk slowly to Calvary and thank Jesus for what he did. That's why I prepared this small volume of writings. In 2018, I had the opportunity to write monologues to accompany songs our choir performed for Easter. I have to be honest, this was a humbling and frightening undertaking. I didn't want to just start putting words in the mouths of people who really knew the historical Jesus. I didn't want to make up things so that I thought should be there. That felt downright heretical. So I spent a lot of time praying and studying the scriptures. Then all of a sudden, I had the opening line for the Apostle John, and I knew that God was with me in this project. Friends, while my name is on the front of this book, don't be fooled. God wrote these pieces. I'm just the hands doing the typing. I'm co-author at best. He's the real writer here. On these pages, I imagine the things some of Jesus' best friends and family would have to say. In our familiarity with the Bible, sometimes we forget that these people were real, living, breathing human beings just like you and me. As we study text, too often they become more like object lessons to illustrate virtues or a lack thereof. Yet these were the people Jesus invested his time and energy in loving and training to carry on with his kingdom cause. I think we should stop and ponder what they would have to say if we could sit down over a cup of coffee or tea with one of them. I've selected Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of Jesus, and the apostles Thomas, Peter, and John, in large part because the gospel writers gave us the most information about these folks following the resurrection. The obvious exception here is Jesus' mother. There is no gospel record of Jesus and Mary after his death. As much as I daydream about the tender moment I believe they shared, I didn't think it appropriate for me to write one. I think that their moment was for her, and her alone. However, she loved Jesus in a way no one else ever has, and I think her story is one worth reflecting upon at Easter. Each day, we'll read a narrative I've written and then follow up with scripture readings. If you have a copy of the book, you'll see the included scriptures. Are the events I reference within the narrative. You can pick and choose which ones you want to read. I've used an asterisk to indicate which story I feel is most pertinent. If you only have time for one passage, you may choose to read these. I also included space for you to take notes, or sketch, or paint, whatever moves you, as the Lord speaks to you in this time. Of course, you're welcome to use a separate notebook if you'd like, or if you're reading the digital version of this book, or if you're simply listening to me read it. One note, you'll notice that Peter's chapter covers two days. His narrative is a bit longer than the others, and there are many scripture references to accompany his testimony. I encourage you to use Friday to dig deep into Peter's story, or perhaps to catch up if you've fallen behind. On the last day, which will be Easter Sunday, I invite you to write your own narrative. There are questions provided to help you get started. Although the day will likely be busy, make time to sit with Jesus for a little while and write down some things he has done for you. Your story is worth telling, just like Mary or Peter. Jesus is alive, and his spirit lives in you. My friends, that is a miracle. Don't miss it this year. Well, that's the end of the introduction that I wrote. And I wrote that actually um, a year ago, when life looked very different than it does now. A year ago, life was actually incredibly ordinary. And this year, I think we can all agree that life is not very ordinary. And so some of what I was reading there, as I was reading it, it it struck me that um, this year we actually have more time than usual to sit and ponder. But it can be very tempting to spend that time um, on social media. I'm very guilty of that myself. Or uh, Netflix. (laughs) Or reading books, which I obviously love reading books. But sometimes we can invest our time in these distractions, um, honestly, because we don't want to maybe spend that time with Jesus. Um, Jesus has the power to change our lives. And so I ask that maybe this week you be brave enough to set aside some time just to be with him. To, to write down what comes to mind, to read through the scriptures and, and to really ponder what he did um, for us going to the cross and paying for our sins. Um, in the show notes, I will be sure to include all of the scripture references and the questions that you would get if you had a copy of the book When I wrote this book, it was not to make money. That's why it's cheap. That's why I'm recording it. Um, That's why I'm putting it out there in the show notes. I just want people to have something that will help them um, consider Christ. And it's my absolute hope and prayer that you fall in love more with Jesus this year as you prepare for Easter. So I think that will end today's episode. Join me tomorrow for chapter one, which I will tell you who that is. Let me look. (laughs) Chapter one will be Mary Magdalene. So join me tomorrow. Thanks. Thank you for joining me on this special episode of Plotting Possibility. Again, if you'd like to purchase your own copy of Reflections of the Resurrection, simply go to Amazon and search my name, Rebecca J. Barry, or go to the show notes and you'll find a link that will take you straight there. I am praying for you this week as you draw closer to Jesus.